Broadsword calling down a boy. Broadsword calling down a boy. Over. Can you hear is me? Is that okay? like one of the? Is that one of those things that you say to like loosen up your speech before you go on air? No. Or <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's uh, oh now oh now brown it, cow. It's it's a little bit like that. It's 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 an old it's an old Richard Burton film. Uh, it was um, where eagles dare. Where I think it was. What, where year, what year did that come out? And were you alive when it came out? No, I wasn't alive when it came out. I don't think so. Anyway, it was um, where um, it was where um, uh, uh, Richard Burton and Clint Eastwood uh, had to scale had had to disguise themselves as as as, as German German troopers during the Second World War and had to get up to a particular high place in the german alps to do something and i can't remember what the story is or anything but the whole the whole point is that as brits we used to admire as a generation uh of my father's generation sorry they used to admire richard burton who was very very serious actor at the time and uh his his uh his uh his radio speak at the time was broadsword which was his his uh his code his code name to Danny Boy. Danny Boy was the uh was back to the was was he's communicating back to the UK. The broadsword Danny Boy over over and it was all very frightfully 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 lovely. Anyway, sorry, let's start. I love every minute of it. I, I don't know if you caught that there was a, a, su- a subtle a subtle age joke in there, but then I immediately regretted it because I don't want to turn this into a and 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 Andy's old, Sean's Sean's too young, that weird dynamic. I don't want I don't want no, to start all that. Before, but it's before my time, dude. <laughs> give me some bloody respect, please. Anyway, all right. Welcome everybody to Just Shellin episode three i believe three or four depending on how you start it uh my name is sean hoffman i'm one of your hosts and across the pond from me is my good friend andy bell how are you doing today buddy or this Hello, week sean. it's been a while yeah it's, it's been another week uh yeah i'm good i'm good thank you sean um it's uh it's 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 been another life in it's been another week in in uh in in in, in the dreary months of uh early months of the year but um yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? No complaints, except for I can't believe it's already February. Um, one month down from this year is kind of just like I know I say I say this every year, but I'm just shocked at how fast it's going, which is kind of cool because that just means we're one day closer to celebration or and or season two. You never know. Um, but it's been good. It's been good. I've been I've been staying busy and just bearing bearing through the winter and all that all that comes with it excellent yeah it's it's a it's a you know it's a i'm sure it's the same with you guys but essentially the first three months of the year you can write off and just 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 get your head down and 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 get on with it and then all of a sudden the the flowers start start blooming and uh we can start enjoying um warmer climbs and uh and enjoying the new stuff that's uh uh coming our way including time off always looking forward to time off love time off yeah it's a gift it is so 
are we are we are we going into the the the, the normal format of, of 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 what's top of mind this week and what news have you heard and what's what's twitching your ears this week sean um yeah i mean let's like we can go with that um i mean just looking at looking at some of the things that have been newsworthy this week i know that we we've had the unfortunate passing of of carl weathers which is very sad not just for his family and the fans and everybody involved um but it's 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 a rough take for 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 the mandalorian like and things like that not that that's the most important i mean i think it goes without saying but it's 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 very unfortunate i know that we messaged offline and we're like it's it's really it's really difficult to have all of these like losses within a franchise that i i personally love like we lost carrie we lost uh valent skull i'm i'm drawing drawing a blank on his name right now and carl weathers and stuff but I mean, I don't have I don't have a lot to say. It's just it's it's very sad to to kind of have these kind of crop up and 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 catch you off guard. But but that's that's probably the biggest one for me this week. Yeah, Carl's Carl's uh, um or was sorry um is is I mean it's it's a kidney punch. It's 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 a hard it's a hard, it's it's a bitter pill to swallow. The guy was um an all rounder, an amazing all rounder. I mean, Carl Weathers is Carl Weathers. Um, played the most iconic roles in so many, many different franchises across Rocky, Arrested Development, um, and of course Mandalorian, which is close to your and my heart. But um, it's it's sad when someone like that, who is iconically Carl Weathers, I mean, Carl Weathers is Carl Weathers. Um, passes like that because the guy is an icon and he he is himself a meme, um, and it's very very sad. Um, and he'll be, I'm sure he'll be sorely missed not only with us fans but also with within the uh, uh, the community over at Lucasfilm because from the sounds of it, I don't know, I don't know if you saw the the, the tribute that. Mr. Filoni gave to him, but I mean the guy was um, pretty iconic in the in the behind the scenes and the directorial uh, role that he played as well. So uh, yeah, it, it, it it's it's gutting, but let's celebrate what he did give us in terms of his performance and his 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 creativity and um, and uh, a look at that as a positive for the future of the franchise. Absolutely. Any any other news on your side of things that you that you can think of? Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a there's a lot, a lot of noise about uh, Alien Romulus. This 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 new this new um, uh, prequel, or sorry, this this new uh, Alien um, addition to the Alien franchise that's coming out, and it's uh, I believe it's it's set between the original Alien and Aliens. Obviously, the former being uh, the really Ridley Scott production and the latter being the um the James Cameron production but um there's something going on between there no idea what it's about um I believe it's not it's it's related to but not associated with either productions but I'm really excited about that because um one thing I didn't tell you about because it's been a long long time since I've done it is um I went through the Alien franchise recently and I went from top to bottom all the way through from the original Alien all the way to the prequels or the recent prequels um, that Ridley uh, produced recently, and also the somewhat 
um, controversial, should we say, Alien versus Predator uh, uh, um, spin-offs that came from that, which I personally love. And we'll go into that a little bit later on. I personally love because of the whole idea of mashing these two universes together as a concept, I think is 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 gloriously chaotic in all the right ways. Um, did it land particularly well? well? We'll talk about that later on. But the point being is that is that I love that idea, and I've watched the whole thing all the way through recently in the in the advent of this in the uh, on the understanding that that, that this alien Rom, Romulus um, uh, 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 series was coming out. Um, and so I'm looking forward to it. Um, I no idea what the premise is. I've got no idea, but I do understand, like I said, that it is separate to the actual individual films, but will use connective tissue to be able to kind of add to the whole alien franchise piece, which I really, really love that kind of stuff because yes, there are an awful lot of really good stuff, obviously the originals, but there's also a lot of good stuff that, that, that are in the, in the sequels and indeed the prequels that add to that kind of lore, which I actually like it may not be executed particularly well in certain circumstances, but the whole premise around the idea of this biological um, uh, infestation, as opposed to something that's that's relatively natural, being being uh, um, uh, uh, the biggest threat to humankind going forward. I think, which, which of course, humans being humans, are trying to pervert it for, to, to to weaponize it. Um, I think is really, really interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to that in particular. So I haven't so I haven't heard anything about it yet, but and I've always been lightly, like I've I've watched the movies, but I've never been like in it. But I similar to what we've talked about the last couple of weeks with with like Monarch and the Ghostbusters stuff, like. I this just even hearing about this is it's exciting because I'm I'm all for fleshing out any of these universes, any of these franchises, like even if they're not, you know, uh, 10 out of 10, you know, critically like critics raved kind of content, even if it's campy, like that's that's awesome. I more content in these in these franchises, in these in these universes to flesh it out, like especially when they don't take themselves too, too seriously um like i'm not looking for hardcore canon but just more content building it up fleshing it out prequels sequels stuff like that that's that's really cool and i will i'll definitely be watching it yeah, i mean maybe not day one i don't know i don't know where it's coming out but it's well well, well it's, it's, it's exciting it, it, nonetheless so it is a standalone film sorry I, sh- I should have done this again the research before but i think it's going to be set to uh land on disney plus the same way that prey did so i like that again yeah so 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 predator is also um i mean you know they're they're kind of associated by the aforementioned mash that i was talking about so you know uh prey was this um uh the latest iteration of the predator series albeit it was kind of like a i wouldn't say a spin-off but a a re Definement of, of of the franchise uh, for TV uh, or as, as a TV film, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And I think think it it, it, it introduced a, 
a new breath of life into that into that franchise which was which was so so needed because it became it became this whole thing around big blockbuster after big blockbuster after big blockbuster and unfortunately the quality in my mind deteriorated over time because of lack of ideas and what they or or, or, or lack of lack of um purpose and what they did with prey was they took um the concept of the predator back to the origins in that it's it's essentially a a species that that hunts um uh, uh, challenging other species or or challenging uh, races that um, that that are a good fight to have with, and the insinuation from Predator Two with Danny Glover, I don't know if you remember it, was that they've been here for quite some time and they've been hunting humans as their prey or their trophies for quite a few years. Hence the reason why there was a a, um, a pistol an old flintlock pistol that was passed to Danny Glover at the end by the, by the predator King. Um, and, um, and what I loved about um, prey was that it, it, it used the idea of history um, and introduced some, some a really interesting, or sorry, a really for me compelling idea that, well, let's have a look back in time and look at when the predators were originally uh, um, uh, uh, hunting their prey or, or looking at challenges uh, on Earth, uh, hence the hence the, uh, the the setting in the 1800s, whereby they were they were they were looking at the uh, they were hunting the indigenous indigenous uh, Americans on um, uh, as being the the kind of fundamental crux of the uh, or, or pivot of the whole story, and I hope that. That the, the same kind of thinking has gone into this idea of this this this, this kind of um, bridging film that looks to be bridging the the, the the two original films that will provide a little bit more context um, around it, and I hope they approach it with the same kind of attitude as the the same studio did with 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 Prey, because I thought that what they did for the TV was brilliant, and actually. I would argue probably should have been released at the cinema, but I'm so glad it wasn't released at the cinema because it meant that it was um, a lot more accessible to everyone and ended up being quite a delight to watch. Well, especially with like, I hate, I mean, I don't want to, it's kind of weird to phrase it this way, but it, when you say accessible on TV, it's like, yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have gone to see it if it was in movie theaters. Like there was enough of a pull for me to go in and and watch it in the theaters but when i when i heard everybody talking about it and and pulled it up at home on on streaming it's like oh this is awesome like talk about prey specifically it's like oh that was actually really good that i can watch it on my own time i'm not committed to 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 taking the time to go to the movie theater which i love i'm a big movie theater person but for the the franchises that i know or the movies that i'm more interested in seeing and i think that's one of those ones that it wouldn't have had it would have never had the 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 acclaim or the um, the the viral fan base to kind of drive me to be interested to go see it. But I'm glad so I'm glad it came out as streaming, and I'm hoping that more more content is I don't want to say self aware enough uh, to to make those kind of decisions. But you know, smaller budget it could still be big budget, but it doesn't have to be a big movie budget, and then lose money and have all the critics pan it at the movie theaters like 
it's come out on streaming when you know and then now i'm more interested in a in the in the predator kind of prey franchise or even alien and stuff like that like they can it doesn't have to be this this thing that's looked down upon from movies like oh it went straight to great went to a series on streaming like no they can be symbiotic and 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 help each other like now i'm more invested in that um and maybe would go see a movie um in in that in that franchise well we talked we talked about the power of good storytelling at least for the last two or three weeks i mean it, it's 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 good storytelling without the flashbang wallop that you expect from an avengers moment um in in a in a me too kind of film um is really really important and you know think about our reaction to monarch for example which was we you know we went in with low expectations we we're expecting some big monster monster movie sorry some monster battle moments we didn't get it but what we got what we did get instead was a a very very low key but really really compelling character character driven story and i hope that and, and that's kind of what they did with prey despite the fact that the predator was very much there um but but it was a really really good good story and the fact that there you know there there are these little 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 I, little cherries that that we can take from that production in that i mean i love the background of an awful lot of um the fact that they used you know genuine indigenous people to to uh, actors to, to 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 take on the roles that they did and that it felt genuine and it felt you know really really realistic and it was at the right time that they were sorry it felt like it was being filmed actually at the time that it was meant to be set all that kind of stuff is for me in my current mindset around what I like and what I don't like is probably more important than the, the SF, the, the VFX or the, the SFX, you know, it, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of doesn't have to be so big blockbuster stuff as long as the, the story is fantastical because that's what I'm into. Um, but, but most importantly, it's, it, it's a really, really good story with really good characters and prey in particular, I really, really enjoyed. Well, good, good story is what lasts and what is what you remember. Yeah. Like, what's what you take away? Yeah. Like, yeah, spe- cool special effects and stuff are neat in the moment or a couple days after watching it. You're like, oh, I mean, that, that part stood out, whatever. But the takeaway in the end is, is, is there a good story? Is it compelling? Is it, does it make you feel something? Um, so, yeah, I like, I like the, the push and focus on character driven stories and 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 deeper deeper concepts even um that we're seeing in a lot of a lot of these franchises yeah yeah don't yeah agree totally totally so my friend what have you been doing for the last week what have you been watching or what have you watched Uh, what are you in the middle of um let me know because i've I've got a bit of an update for you it's quite a change from last week but i'll let you go first so my my update is uh, a lot more extensive than 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 past weeks, and that's and it's for a specific reason. If you'll if you'll indulge me a, a quick background story, really quick, um, couple a couple years ago, probably more than a couple, Madison and I discovered that AMC movie theaters here in the U.S. When it comes to Oscar time, they will do a two weekend or a one weekend showcase where they will do back-to-back showings of all of the 
um, movies that are nominated for Best Picture. And so at that time, we thought it was a silly idea. So we went and did a we did it over the course of two weekends where they will play like four or five movies back to back in a movie theater. You pay for one ticket and you get to go one, one, like one Saturday, you sit in a movie theater for like four movies back to back. And they give you like a lunch break in the middle so you can leave and come back and they give you a lanyard and all this other stupid stuff. But I mean, it was exhausting. It, it, it literally killed us. And we kept doing it every, every year after that. Uh, until we moved away from an AMC movie theater, but we tried to carry on that tradition—not the back-to-back part necessarily, but uh, really kind of when the Oscar noms come out, trying to make sure we watch all of the the Best Picture nominees, like right, like kind of around the same time, this this time period between when the nominations come out and before the Oscars. Just it just to I don't know culture in the sake of culture in the name of culture or whatever, um, and so. Uh, we won't re- usually rewatch the ones that we've already seen. So like this year, we've already seen Barbie together. Uh, but over the course of the last week, we've been knocking out a bunch of them. Um, last week, you talked about Killers of the Flower Moon. We did watch that. Um, I rewatched Oppenheimer. She watched it for the first time. I feel like we've those have been discussed to here and back on every on every podcast. So I'm not going to dive too deep into those. But some of the other ones that we watched were um the holdovers, which is like I don't, I don't need a deep dive. It was good. I enjoyed it. It was kind of that that retro flick, um, kind of budding relationships of like a grumpy old person and and, and a kid and trying to like that kind of trope and, and how they how they get through it. It was okay. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's gonna win. Don't want it to win. Um, the other one we watched last night was Maestro with um, Carrie Mulligan and um rocket from guardians of the galaxy bradley cooper there he is um it 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 felt like one of those like this this is the uncultured person in me speaking it very felt very much like that there's always seems to be one that's like a hollywood nod where it's like oh this is for the people in hollywood and media and it's like this is honoring uh uh bernstein and uh and it's things art. like that. So it's at the, yeah, it's, it's art. It's artsy. It's like, there's, it yeah. was, it was good, but there's elements where of like, you just kind of sit back and go, I don't think I'm smart enough for this. Like, I don't, I don't know if this is hitting for me. It was good. The, the, the makeup and the prosthetics and just the, the Bradley Cooper acting in it were, were phenomenal, but I, it didn't make me feel anything. And like, I, 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 there's a common thread here. I don't know if you've picked up on it. It's like, I want movies that like make me feel something or make me think something. Um, and it didn't really do, it, it was an interesting biopic, I guess, in a, in a ways, but, um, the other, the other one that I watched that was a total sleeper for me that I hadn't, um, hadn't heard anything about until I watched it. We just kind of went in blind because we don't, we don't like look them up on IMDB or anything ahead of time or like read the descriptions. Like Madison doesn't do that for any movies ever, which is insane to me, but this one, we just kind of press play and it's called past lives. Um, I'm, we watched it probably three or four days ago and I'm still, I'm still just kind of like in a state of like, I cannot believe. So the way, the way that it made me feel and kind of like the, the sense memories that it brings back for me, um, not, not like spoiling. There's not really spoiler. It's just, it is what it is. It's kind of like a, a childhood love story kind of thing of like friends and, and like uh, an introspection into love and friendship and like distance and like meeting people and things like that. Um, 
but it it does it does it in a way that is real um honest like brutal in some ways and just the the story the acting and just the it it the real power in it is what it doesn't say and what it doesn't explain you just see it and like it gives you the space to kind of like remember how you were maybe when you were younger or maybe in your current state or wherever you are in your life and like what love and friendship and things like that mean to you like it gives you the time to kind of like feel it yourself without missing parts of the story like it's not fast paced and it is it's unlike anything i've probably ever watched that's like that like i'm not a big like a rom-com kind of person but it's not a it's not a comedy it's just here's a here's a window into the lives of these people uh, i highly recommend it for everybody um i do i think it'll win probably not like it's up against some pretty heavy hitters um but i do think it's probably the one that's made me feel the most and keep thinking of like man i've i've been there i felt that way i know or like i could put myself in those shoes and like it's not it doesn't follow this the, like you think it's going to be tropey um yeah. yeah that's a word but you get to you get to certain things and you're like you're like oh this is going to happen or you you want you want certain things that follow the typical story beats but it's like it just it just does its own thing it's like and it feels viscerally real um so yeah uh past lives it was really really good um but outside of that oh go ahead so no i would yeah. say that that that's that that sounds really cool but but um most impressive is the fact that you you do this in advance of the awards whereas lucy and i typically will watch what we like uh, and i'd like to i'd like to think that we we've, we've got a relatively good judgment in that pretty much let's say two out of five well certainly this year anyway two out of five last year sorry two out of five or two out of six films with uh, or three out of six films we'd we'd pretty much cover the end up in the nominations and then we'll cover the 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 rest retrospectively because we won't know it wouldn't have been on our radar the fact that you're actively doing it before the nominate sorry before the um award ceremony i think is actually quite i think that's quite nice it's actually there's something quite there's something quite um, nice about about that that I never even thought about before, and I bet you I, I put money on it. I think Lucy would love that. Would absolutely love the idea of. Do you realise that these these films are out there? They're nominations. Should we have a look at them before they actually get before they actually get done? So, uh, sorry, get 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 um, the awards go out so that we can actually think to ourselves who is more worthy. I love that. I really love that. It definitely makes you know, I mean, because just to be clear, like this isn't the type of like people that I think that we are like, we're not we're not like award show chasers. Like it just happened to be like it really was about that AMC double weekend thing. And then from there, it just became like it became interesting because we don't even watch the Oscars. We just look it up on our phones later, like, oh, who won? It's like, ah, oh, that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it really kind of opened our eyes to the types of movies that get nominated and just it's all those like sleeper movies that are the ones that are, you don't normally yeah. hear about. Yeah. We've all heard of Oppenheimer and Barbie and, and American fiction and things like that. But 
uh, uh be, it's some of these uh, other ones that are yeah, just wild yeah but that but that in itself is really really it, it, it's nice it, it, it's not it's not about it's not about the thing if you know what i mean it's it's more about yeah. your relationship with 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 madison i mean i i wouldn't have known anything about anything everywhere all at once is that the right is that the yeah right? something it's yeah, it's uh, something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have known anything about that film unless I'd heard it until I I saw the impact it made at last year's Oscars. And I saw it, ret- again, retrospectively, and I loved it. It's like, well, how the hell did I miss this? How the hell did I miss this? So I, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I, I understand where you're going from. You're not, you're not some sort of, you know, kind of uh, wannabe, wannabe media hack that's 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 got a review of everything it, it, you're doing it for your own self-gratification which i think is brilliant i think it's i think it's great and i i never even thought about doing it in advance of the awards which are which is cool so that you know you have your own you're going in with your own shortlist before it actually happens i think that's kind of fun as well i think it's really fun it definitely eats Sorry, up a chunk it definitely eats up a chunk of time like it's Sure. Which is which is funny sure. because I feel like we never have yeah. time, which is very yeah. really interesting if I think about it. It's like we never have time until one of us, I won't say who, is like, you know, I think the Oscar nominations are out. And then we suddenly have <gasps> a ton of time to watch like six movies in a week, which is crazy. I, I I might need to sit on that one for a little bit and figure out why that is. But uh but outside of that, I did watch uh I keep this one short because there's not a lot there. I did watch Masters of the Air episode three. Still good. Oh. Um, I think it's that episode three typical part where I'm like, when I'm watching it and when it's over, I'm like, yeah, I feel like it's missing something. But it's that feeling you get when you're in the middle of a a, a weekly episode episodic where it's like episode three out of nine or whatever it is. It's like, I feel like it's missing something. We're not really getting going. But then you see the preview for the next episode. It's like, okay, no, okay, we're... It's episode three, episode four and beyond is like, is when it really picks up. So I'm not going to try, I'm trying not to be too hard on it because I know I've only seen a handful, but it's, it's getting there. It's definitely not the production quality of the Pacific and Band of Brothers, but it's also because I'm, we're watching it on 4k TVs and we have a different expectation now uh, and things like that, but it's, it's getting there. I'm enjoying it. We watch it when it comes out and that's all I can really ask for. Um, and so oh, I get it. Yeah. I get what about it. you, buddy? I know you've said you've been watching some different stuff this week. And so, uh, what's been, yes. what's been on so, your so, television? So, so last week, I, I mean, I, I think I spoke about having the, the TV to myself for 24 hours where, where I binged the great and the not so great. Um, and I had a good time regardless. Um, this week, um, we had the girls back. Uh, sorry, we had my daughters back for the weekend, which was lovely to see them. And uh, we spent some quality time together, as you do. But they very much dictate what's going on, uh, what 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 the TV schedule is. So um, out of the normal, should we say the normal weekly stuff, uh, we're carrying on. And by the way, I've, I, I didn't I didn't add this. Um, I, I'm we're carrying on with for all mankind. Uh, we're in we're we're approaching season three now out of four so we're making some really good progress there still loving it and i forgot to forgot to add lucy's joining me in this in this little adventure as well and and really really enjoying it um again 
in most cases she doesn't she doesn't dig the same stuff I do, um, but she's liking it mainly because of the historical aspects to it, but also the kind of perverse skew on on history as we talked about last week. You know the butterfly effect of what could have been um, had had circumstances been different, and she's really liking it. And the acting is so good that quite frankly it's a it's a it's a proper jar- drama. Let alone a uh, sorry uh, aside from being a, a pseudo sci-fi kind of kind of flick as well uh, a series as well, um, so that there's that um, the the other thing that um, so the girls came back at the weekend and we watched very a lot of um, stuff that I can't remember if I'm perfectly honest with you uh, because it was very much uh, white noise to me but that's not me dismissing what they're watching but it wasn't my my gig so i kind of did stuff in the background and it was my cue to cook for the evening and that kind of stuff but two things really really came out for me this week um or 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 really underline this week with with weekend with the girls was um i watched haunted mansion the new the new the new take on haunted mansion on disney plus which none of us had seen before and was kind of somewhat undermarketed by Disney Plus when it did come out, and I have to say it's a really good film. It's a really, really good film. It's um, it, it's really, really well done. Um, it's a, it's not a cheesy, um, Disney flick on a oh sorry Disney film interpretation of Disney ride. There's actually a story there, a genuine story. And I do implore anyone that's that's not just into the ride itself, because I've never done the ride because I've 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 only done Euro Disney, so my my experience with Disney parks is is relatively limited. But the the the, the take on the story and the actors involved are it, it's a really really good story. And I'm trying for the life of me uh, while we talk it to. Um, remember the name of the lead who i love already because uh, i i i follow or i i love um atlanta the tv series and it's um i'm trying to make sure i present his name properly it's it's lakeith stanfield is that right um I believe so and he's 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 already a king in in Atlanta um but in this film he really for me you know he he's his own guy now rather than being part of the crew um with Donald Glover and and, and the rest of the guys there and i i thought his take on 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 the role was was superb and i really hope he gets an awful lot of um primary roles in films going forward because i think he's pretty awesome uh and very very diverse uh which you might not get from his from his take in atlanta but he's 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 a really good really really good actor and everyone around him in that film is really really good um so i i really enjoyed that and that was again the girl's idea and i'm grateful because i i would probably have skipped it again on disney plus and the next, and the next, funny enough, we were talking about Atlanta. Nice segue, actually. Um, we started the first episode of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, really good. 
<laughs> really good. Very different. Really good. Really, really good. I mean, anything from Donald Glover in itself is going to be pretty talented. I mean, the guy is a multimedia guru and a, an extremely uh, uh, talented actor. But but Mr. and Mrs. Smith is good. And I'm not going to give anything away because I've actually only watched the first episode with the girls. Um, but it's re- it's a very, very different take. The um, I never watched the original TV series, but I did watch the film, obviously, with... Um, Brad and and um, Angelina Jolie and um, and it's a very very different take on the Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Smith um, uh, dynamic in the in the film uh, you have um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith that are a married couple and they just don't know that each other is actually a secret service agent or an assassin um, and and that's the that's the that's the take on on the or the, the plot of the entire story until they both realize that they're both kind of the same the same uh, part of the same professional and uh, profession and end up having to or being forced to fight against each other until their love conquers all all that kind of stuff whereas in the TV series Mr and Mrs Smith is a label uh for a secret service agent in that it's that there are many many different types of Mr and Mrs Smith uh, it's more like, um, um, uh, like I said, it, it, it's a label or a, um, um, a pseudonym for um, for a a person's role within the secret, secret service. Uh, again, a, a a married couple, albeit they're not in reality, Mister and Missus Smith. That's their that's their that's their AKA, um, and I really enjoyed it and. It's a very, very different take. It's a really, really compelling story at the moment. And I'm really looking forward to episode two. And that's kind of what I've watched on telly. Uh, no way near as, 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 as extensive as last weekend, but we were busy uh, because the girls were back. So life gets in the way. Um, the only other thing that I want to, I wanted to bring up for your attention was, um, Oh, between you and Chris Hall, you guys have got me into watching an awful lot of creators on YouTube. We talked a little bit about it last week. And I've really, late at night when, you know, we're in bed and it's that last read of the night or, or whatever it is to get you off. I'm on YouTube all the time at the moment looking at different creators. And there's one creator in particular that I, I, I follow, which is uh, Boiler Hobby Time that I know you follow as well. Really, really clever guy that builds dioramas, builds worlds, all this kind of stuff. And a spin-off or a partner of his or a friend of his um, has this channel called Gamey Builds on um, on YouTube. And he's a very similar um, creator as Boilo Hobby, but he creates a story behind what he's building. And he's got many, many videos on YouTube um, where he's building these kind of steampunk kind of environments and technology as dioramas and models and robots and uh, everything you can think, and, and transportation and ships and walkers and the rest of it. But he's creating this story behind it as well. And he's he's, he's kind of building in it, 
as a side project, he's building this this narrative called Beyond the Blight. And it's the most compelling YouTube I'm watching at this moment in time for two reasons. One is his amazing, amazing talent in building these things that he, or this world that he's building uh, in a miniature format, but also the story or the narrative that he's giving to these things that he's building, which eventually will come out as a, as a book. Uh, his plan is that he's, he's planning to release this, this world that he's building in physical format as a novel as well, which, you know, whether it, you know, whether it, whether it flies or whether it sinks is kind of neither here nor there at the moment, because the guy is just a genius and, and the amount of commitment that he's putting into his work. Uh, and I know you in particular would appreciate his creative talent is just beyond me. And I, I just find it f- strangely fascinating. I could watch the guy for hours. Um, so that's gamey builds, uh, G eight, G A M E Y builds on, on YouTube. And I, I would implore anyone just to watch one episode because it's or one, one of his, um, of his uploads because it's, it's, it's fascinating stuff. It really is. Yeah. We'll put a, we'll put a link to that in the description. And to add to that, like I, I, I tend to watch those a lot for multiple reasons. Those kind of, those kind of channels. One, it's, it's not just looking at what they're creating, but I think I get a lot of techniques from it. Just seeing how people, cause like, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a painter um, and things like that, but you learn how to take this like cheap products or just everyday items, especially when it comes to dioramas. Like, yeah, you can go to the the model shop and buy, spend your whole paycheck on products that are very specifically tailored for the, the thing that you're doing, whether it's like, Oh, it's sand or rocks or little trees. It's like, but you can watch these YouTube videos and you just watch people take a, a stick from outdoors and it's like, yeah, here's how, here's how I would convert this into a tree to make it look not just the yeah. right scale, but the right colors, the weathering and like, Oh, put it in the mud and yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, they, they, they have that creativity and that vision of understanding how to take everyday objects one-to-one scale per se um, and, 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 and translate them down and, and, here's how you do it with basic tools. And like, that's the stuff that I really take away from it of putting them in the, put them in the old noggin in case I ever start going down the diorama path again, because uh, I've built one. I have my, my ATST back here with my, my guys on it. And that, that alone was just like brain melting to, to try to figure out like, okay, how do I, how do I do like mud and things like that without spending a fortune on, on products and, it's just amazing the the creativity. And plus it also fuels the addiction of like I, I imagine it's similar to like with people who watch Twitch and like for playing video games. It's like, yeah, I watch Twitch when I don't have the time to play video games, but I can watch other people play and I kind of get the same thing. Similar to this, like I don't have time to invest into dioramas or hardcore model making and things like that. So I'm gonna watch other people do it with amazing results because they're really good at it. Um, and it's a more effective use of my time, maybe in the moment. Uh yeah, it's awesome. I'll have to jump. I have to check them out. I think you sent me a link to it and I opened it and I subscribed, but I haven't deep dived any other videos yet. So that's cool. Yeah. It, it, it starts off, his series starts off ba- relatively basic as, as, as most of them do. 
uh, which is, you know, I'm, I'm, I like building stuff. I like, I like creating stuff. And then he just had this, I don't know, epiphany, I guess, to, to, to just create some content or some, some narrative behind what he was building. Um, and I, I just think the guy is ex- extremely talented and I, I will be buying his stuff when it, when it, when it, when it is finally published. Nice. I did, uh, I did just have a random thought about your haunted mansion stuff. Um, you mentioned that you hadn't been there. And so I only watched about 50% of the movie because I watched it on the a flight home and I forgot to pick it back up, but it did seem really good. The first half that I saw, um, it's it. The one thing I will, I can take, I, I'm, I'm inspired to watch it now, finish it. Um, what my major takeaway from it was as somebody who did work in the parks pretty close to haunted mansion, it, it did a good job at balancing the, the kind of like, uh, Easter eggs of like, Oh, that's from the, that's from the ride with the actual, an actual story. It wasn't just all cheese. And, but the, the thing that I remembered was, um, I'm, I'm go- always going to find a way to try to get like Disney parks content into the podcast. Um, just cause, but they, if you ever do go to Disney world, uh, specifically, I don't know about the other ones. They will sometimes offer a backstage tour. They have a lot of backstage tours that you can, you can take on, but one of them right. specifically, um, I got, I got to do part of it when I was a cast member cause I won a, a random lottery and got to go, but they have backstage tours where you can go tour behind the scenes, the haunted mansion and other rides. Um, they'll turn the lights on and you like walk along the track and you can go out on the dance floor and stuff. It's really cool. Um, so if you ever get the chance and go to Disney I, world, I, look into that. I, it's pretty I, neat. I will be going. I mean, I will be going. I mean, my, 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 my children are adults now, but they keep saying one day we're going to go. Right. Aren't we dad? And I'm like, yeah, we are. When I really, when we, we are going one day. And so, so we are coming one day. I promise you. I'm ever sorry. There's one thing that I've been, I've, been watching that i watched sorry um and i watched it about three or four weeks ago but i keep forgetting to to mention it and that is um anyone that knows me from being um a guest on other pods will know that i'm in love with the creator uh particularly i'm in love with 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 gareth edwards and the way that he's his gorilla style of of um uh, film watching on Disney Plus at this moment in time, there is a, a making of the creator um, extra to the film itself. And I implore everyone to watch that. Um, if they've heard me ever um, prattle on in my own world about how impressed I am with the way that the guy made it, um, because for me, that is as compelling as the film itself. Um, the guy basically made. Uh, a what should have been a two to three hundred million dollar film uh he made it for only 80 million dollars and the way that he did it which i've i've i very very badly typically talk about with both you sean and other of and others in our in our in our in our community um uh, it's perfectly explained on this particular uh extra uh, on Disney Plus, and I, it, it's it's only an hour or fifty minutes even. Um, I do implore you to watch it because 
this is the fresh kind of filmmaking making that really excites me. And in particular, I love Gareth. And, you know, while Rogue One is still my favorite of the new Star Wars um, uh, 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 productions that have been produced since the acquisition of, uh, by Disney of Lucasfilm, um, um, I still would love, love, love to have seen what Gareth's own vision prior to the uh, uh, the changes that were made and the involvement, the great involvement, by the way, but the involvement of 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 um, oh god, guy's name, come on, help me out here, Tony Gilroy, Tony Gilroy, Tony Gilroy, good god, I will say, I, I will stop. jump in and say that I disagree with the fact that you speak about it badly. I personally enjoy your 20 minute monologues on other podcasts, <laughs> but that's just, that's just my opinion. Thanks. Thanks mate. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, point being get back to, I can't believe, I can't believe I forgot Tony Gill was name. I've got to stop recording it late at night, mate. I'm not, I'm not good at this. Anyway, point being is, uh, yeah. Um, the creator making of it's an extra on the film itself, Disney plus watch it. It'll make you love Gareth even more. I promise you. Nice. It's on my, I, it's in my, uh, my list or up next or whatever it is. Um, but unfortunately it's taken the backseat to the multitude of movies I've got to smash through, but it's definitely on the short list to watch though. Cool. What else is there? Is that, I think we've covered everything that we've we've been watching. Um, should we should we dive into books and comics? Yeah, let's do that. So um, let me explain how this category or this discussion point came about. Um, last week we talked about a little bit about our collecting habits, and one thing that I when we when we stopped recording was I forgot to talk about the number of books that I have both out on shelves and also in storage that, um, that are noteworthy um, because I read a lot uh, or I, I read a lot. Um, and um, it, it's very much part of my collection. So we decided this week, uh, if it's okay with everyone, uh, we decided we'd, we'd talk about, you know, what really fires us about, about the written word. And so we're, we're looking at uh, this week, we, we, we want to discuss a little bit about books, comics, and anything in print, basically. So with that in mind, I'm going to um, hand it over to you first, Sean, about your experience in the written world, in the written word, uh, in terms of, you know, where you started, where you are at the moment, and where you're going with it, what your preferred medium is, uh, really, just, 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 just give us your your take on what excites you um, in 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 anything wordy. <laughs> I can, I can, I can jump in there. Yeah. So I think, like most people, I, I read a lot as a kid. Um, then life got in the way. But then I will say maybe 10 or so years ago, I, I really got into it pretty heavy. Um, 
again, some of that had to do with where I lived. I had a lot of train commutes and and things like that. Um, it also had to do with the the obvious like new canon Disney clean slate and that that kind of I think along with collecting, I think that sparked a lot of like, okay, I can I can start clean again. It's like cleaning your house. It's like, okay, it's clean and now I'm I'm starting fresh. Like I can I can stay on top of it this time. Um that was kind of reinvigorating in a lot of ways. And I think that that white, that clean slate was one of the big things that got me back into reading more regularly. Um, specifically books, uh, the comics, the comics came in a little bit later. Um, at that same time, like I always had books and stuff as a kid, but I didn't really have the space for it. And that too has translated into adulthood. So I don't have a lot of, I never got the bug for like collecting physical books, um, except for like when I travel, I, every time we go to like a national park or something, I will get, um, like an images of America or some kind of book from the national park about the history. Cause I'm always digging in deep for that stuff. And there's never a lot of resources. So you always find a very specific book from there. Uh, but for terms of like fiction, star Wars and stuff like that, uh, I'm a big digital collector, um, in those, in those regards, my, it's gotten excessive over the years uh, with my obsession with getting everything like uh, legends, all of it, short stories out from magazines, the magazines, all that stuff. So my digital collection is extensive. The reading, the to read list is, is infinite. Um, but I've tried to stay on top of, I've fallen, I've fallen by the wayside and a lot of the newer canon i've tried to keep up with high republic which is really enjoyable by the way anybody who's not read it um and if you don't have time go check out uh rick over at jam transmissions he's uh he covers he covers a lot of that pretty well saves you a lot of time um but i it's 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 been a it's been a constant struggle like with 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 the books it's like i want to read more but like i'm sure like most people it's Oh, I have a billion other things to do, but then I'll get, I'll get into like waves, like the, the, the hyper fixation will kick in and I'll just start smashing through books. Um, I would love to hear what your favorite, like your top two or three lists are like, what are books that are really meaningful to you? I'd love to hear that. But those are, that's kind of like my story. And in terms of comics, it's a similar thing. I, but I was never into them as a kid. I, I always found them a struggle to kind of follow like there was I, I appreciated the art but i was never able to like get into the stories because there wasn't enough meat on that bone um i've i've had a lot more luck in later years like recently i've been trying to smash through the dr afra series now that it's um just wrapped up and i'm really enjoying it but i would say not i i i want more i always want more from comics because it's there's there's it's too rough, much detail man. left out Doctor Aphra is something unique, though, isn't it? I mean, that is something that that is a gift that came out of new Star Wars or new or or new or that that wasn't a that wasn't plugging, you know, creating adventures for the sake of creating adventures between the timelines that we knew, you know, between the timelines that we knew. And Doctor Aphra, in my mind, and and I've I've, I've read them, and. I would say that for me, she's the most exciting thing that's come from from new. Well, since since Marvel re re-inher- inherited the, the the Star Wars 
franchise in in comic format i mean it's the rest of it is is kind of cool um but in most cases with the exception of the high republic which i'm i'm ashamed to say i have i haven't read yet um the rest of it is kind of plugging the gaps from our you know from our from our heroes you know you know what, what have they done between this point and this point or this point and this point um let's keep that continuity going and it's kind of it's been good, but um, nothing quite as exciting in my mind as Doc Rafra, in that she is the you know she is the the the, the modern antihero that I just freaking adore. Uh, there's not the all the there's not all the weird there's not all the weird like tendrils like with the mainline yeah, canon yeah. Star Wars stuff. It's like they they start introducing them into these weird scenarios, and it's like yeah, that's now it's just weird like. But with Doctor Afro, there's no, it's, there's no connections, there's no, no like no, uh, baggage no. with it. Yeah, I mean, there's no consequence to 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 what it should be. You know the, you know the, the 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 sacred, the the sacred content should be what's on on celluloid. It's it's, it's what's on film, and the some of the some of the the, you know, I mean, it's not it's not just the the, the latter day marvel stuff but even the dark horse stuff was back in the day um when they had the franchise um was skirting on the edge of impossibility or it, it kind of somewhat stretched the the connective tissue between um people meeting for the first time supposedly on celluloid um or or on film sorry and 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 there being a, an association with them uh off camera at some point it kind of gets a little bit long in the tooth in that respect but now the doctor actual stuff i thought was kind of groovy and and not only that you know they made her extremely inclusive as a as an individual which <laughs> in with my sick sense of humor uh wound up an awful lot of people which i find hysterical as well and i love that i love the fact that you know she's 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 very very different to what typical i say typical god that in itself is a judgment but should we say some fanboys would 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 like or not like and i think she's absolutely adorable and i really do hope that they 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 have the opportunity to to make more out of her either you know still within the the the, the comic pages or um or on screen as well which goes you know which we'll leave for another day because we want to talk at some point about the successful translation between games, media, sorry, comics, uh, um, and, and cartoons and and uh, uh, novels to 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 real real action, which I think in itself is a discussion point. Um, but yeah, no, I I I love I love Afra to bits. I think she's awesome, and she's got these two killer robots as well, which also makes me laugh. Just the ridiculousness of it. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's self-aware. It's like, it's ridiculous and kind of tropey at times, but it's, it's self-aware and kind of fun um, to the, to the Dr. Apra stuff. It's like, I know there's a big push for her to be like on the screen. I think it'd be interesting to see her in like animation first because she's not going to get like a, a full length film, live action film. Yeah. So it's like, then there's a, yeah, there's a niche uh, of people who are familiar with the comics like bring her into animation somehow and like somewhere like hondo onaka like 
there's a there's a love for that character and their personality like bring them in as a side character give them more time and let people really build up their familiarity and their love for them even more that's that's what i would do if i were i i 100 i 100 if not i 1000 percent agree with you the only thing i would say is that um i hope that by translating her into animation then doesn't set a precedence on expectations as to how she should be portrayed in in real life i mean some of the some of the stuff that i saw in particular on the way that ahsoka was presented was basically around fanboy expectations that that wanted the same as what was on what was on uh, uh, as a, as a cartoon or sorry as, as an animated series it's like well you can't you know apply some logic here guys you can't you can't do exactly the same both in terms oh, yeah. of the actor but you there's always going to be the same way and we saw the we, we we saw the same for example with um and not only that, we saw the same with 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 Book of Boba when we saw Cad Bane in in the flesh, as it were. I thought he looked great, and and is he going to be the caricature that he is in animation? Of course, he's not going to be. And the 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 yeah, there was an awful lot of bat lo- you know, backlash from from that. And I just hope that people, you know, if to your point, I'd love, I would love for Afra to be translated to animation and then translated to real. To, to, to real life because I do think that if you're looking at something new and if you're looking at something that is low risk so there's no expectations around it Afra is your perfect segue for that or your perfect platform sorry take 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 that forward without any kind of preconception as to as to, as to how and how it should be and because there is no precedence there um but I just hope that you know I just hope that the business gets the opportunity to do that because they have every right to take that to screen because I think she's ace. I think really do. Yeah. I mean, I, to your point of like, there will, there will always be laser eyed YouTube thumbnails that are complaining about the translation of animation into live action. I just like, you just hope it doesn't get a foothold and, and, and bring everybody down with it. It's that, that grass isn't going to touch itself, but (laughs) it, like I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Like I'm hopeful that like they they stick with the character and like stick with like her her look and dynamic and her origins and things like that. I think it'd be really interesting. It's like it doesn't have to be as over the top as what the comics are all the time because I think that's I think that's where I would fear the translation happening where like the comic only has so many dialogue boxes. There's only so much nuance, so every everything always seems like it's it's a it's a boiled down version of people's motives, character and dialogue and the thing, the way they act. So on paper, uh, Afra is just this an insane, like Han Solo 2.0, if you want to be like, follow a trope, but it's like, they can have nuance. And I think that's what I would fear of people being like, this isn't Dr. Afra. She's just, her she is a sarcasm 100 and 400 4, of the time it's like no they can have depth you're just taking it from a comic um well she who actually, does she think really she is to, yeah 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 do you see how skinny her arms are she can't do that in a fantasy universe blah 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 it's like it's, anyways it's, it's, <laughs> it's so boring isn't it it's so dull but i do it's enjoy so the dull. comics yeah what about you What's your what's your what's your backstory? Oh, Mr. Crikey. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I, I think I talked a little bit about it last week, which is the reason why I was gutted we didn't we didn't discuss it any 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 further. So, as a kid, um, up to sorry, um, uh, approaching the approaching the, uh, the 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 launch of, of of a new hope in the UK, I started subscribing as a kid to uh, the original Marvel Marvel comic run uh of 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 star wars uh which eventually got weird and beautiful in all the right areas over time for the first you know at least four or five years uh so the original marvel comic run which <laughs> um was amazingly bizarre um i i i i i i originally um subscribed to and then as I got a little bit older, while I was keeping, while I was keeping on with the, the original uh, Marvel comic run, I subscribed to the 2000 AD. We talked about a little bit about it last week. In that, uh, it was a bit of a more of a mature comic uh, that gave birth, as we said, to uh, the, the characters like Rogue Trooper and Judge Dredd, a uh, whole bunch of other characters as well, and spin-off stories like ABC Warriors, uh, in particular Strontium Dog. There was an amazing uh, uh, interstellar uh, galactic bounty hunter called uh, Johnny Alpha. Uh, in that, uh, in that he's a, essentially a mutant. It's a bit like a um, uh, an outerworldly version of the X Men. In that, there's a bunch of mutants out there with with amazing abilities. One of which is is sorry, of which an awful lot of them can be used to um, for uh, nefarious means. Or they can be used for good, um, and the majority of those mutants that are used for good end up being part of uh, this bounty hunter crew that go through space and time, and they travel through time as well to put things right. And they use their abilities to be able to take down the bad guys. Um, that was that was a good one as well. And it was, like I said, there was a more of a mature um, take on that, and I and I kind of loved that. There was like there was blood there was real blood in these comics and and i really enjoyed it despite the fact that it was still in black and white in those days um then got into uh novels in a big way i would say i'm approaching like 10 or 11 got into novels quite uh, in a big way um started obviously from a star wars perspective had all the novels uh, and the spin-off novels which was relatively limited at the time um there was the adventures of uh, adventures of han solo so there was um uh, Star's End, uh, Lost Legacy, and another one, which I can't remember at this moment in time. And at the same time, there were um, uh, three uh, Lando Calrissian spin-off um, uh, 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 spin-off stories. I'm trying to remember them, which is the reason why I'm procrastinating, and I can't remember them. But they became what were the. Um, the Chronicles of Lando Carusian or the, the, the Calrissian Chronicles, which made me laugh. And I know that there's an awful lot of hate towards Solo, but I loved Solo because it was so on the nose. It was so obviously on the nose. It was brilliant for all the, for, for me, for all the right reasons. So when Lando's, you know, when, 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 when well, well, Lando's on the Falcon waiting for the heist to go on in the spice mines of all the, uh, yeah, the spice mines of, of Kessel, um he's he's talking into the the hologram about you know the calrissian chronicles and recapping um the 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 
was it the Storm Cave of Thromboker? Well, anyway, the point being is that there's 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 all these stories that I got to know as a kid, which seemed completely out of context of the main story and the amazing space opera, which was very grounded in my mind between you know between A New Hope, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, and these ridiculous stories, which at the time were like this doesn't feel in any way like star wars because it sounds it feels like more like science fiction than star wars but i love it because it's star wars um uh, there was that um then as i grew up i started just investing in in, in uh, other other books as well um so for example you know things like as as my palette got a little bit more mature i'd start reading reading asimov or um huxley um um there were uh, the original uh, take on 2001 Space Odyssey, 2010, and its sequel, which I can't remember what the date is. But the point being, I, I started reading that as well. Um, read uh, the Tolkien, the original uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, after obviously reading the easy one first being The Hobbit, uh, and just got into more and more fantastical and more heavy going more heavy going uh, uh books although a lot of them i've i've gone back and read again although i have to say i've only read lord of the rings the three of them once because they're heavy going they're really heavy going one thing that i'd say about tolkien is that on screen it, it looks amazing but it's quite a heavy read as a as a as a as a kid, and I'm talking about in my teens still, but I'm still a kid in my mind. It's quite hard in that there's a lot, lot of reference. Tolkien was really into his study, really into his reference material. And he goes into an amazing amount of detail, which typically I would love, but it goes so deep you can get really lost in that and then lose the way of the story. And he jumps around an awful lot as well. So I found that quite difficult. I'm glad I achieved reading it but it was in my mind in my simple brain i found it really really quite hard and as time went on i uh, uh moved off a little bit of the of the comics a little bit uh, and got into uh, uh it's, it's when the um the, the graphic novels came out so things like watchmen um and as we were saying earlier on the mashups between we're taking Alien and we're taking Predator and we're going to stick them together. Dark Horse had the license at that moment in time. We're sticking them together. So I'm talking about late teens now, early 20s. And I started reading, A, the anti-hero type comic like Watchmen, and then B, the kind of mashup popcorn stuff like Aliens versus Predator or Terminator versus Predator as well, I think it was. Or t- and it was also uh, Batman, Batman versus Aliens. There was this whole kind of idea of let's take these two or three universes and mix them all together. I really, really enjoyed that. And in fact, I got an awful lot of them here. Um, and then um, life kicks in. You know, I, I, I got married. We got married very, very young. And you have children. And then things like, you know, personal time kind of goes out the window. So I found myself not reading as much as I'd like, um, but I kept on buying the um, the uh, uh, the original uh, legacy Star Wars legacy books, which of course originated with Heir to the Empire. So, so if you think about the original 
if you like, bunch of books around the time of the original film launches. That was that. And then there's this resurgence in the 90s when Air to the Empire and uh, everything successive of that came out from the organization, from, 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 from Lucasfilm. And I bought all of them. And I say I, w- I would, at the moment, I've got pretty much all of the original Legends books in hardcover because at the time I thought these are going to be collector's pieces at some point. Little did I realize the the actual value of 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 of, um, of printed fiction is is pretty much worthless these days. But the point being is I pretty much all have all of that, and I got to reading pretty much all of it until the New Jedi Order. If you know, if you remember the New Jedi Order, where it started getting a little bit funky, they ran out of mm. ideas. The Yuzong Vong started coming in, and it just got to a point where it was not only I felt. I was dropping out as well as I felt that the creators of the content were kind of losing interest as well. And I've still got 10 to 20 books I haven't read yet. And I probably never will because I lost my appetite after, after (laughs) Chewie got, got hit by a, got hit by a moon um, in those books. But then subsequently, you know, life goes on. We've got there's a whole bunch of digital content I've got typically with the new content. So everything um, from Aftermath onwards, I've got digitally. Um, I haven't read all of it at all. I've got some of it both digitally um, and also as an audiobook because uh, until recently I've, I did a lot of driving in my in my role. Uh, and so I'd find that, you know, I found as an old man, I found audiobooks quite useful going forward and spent an awful lot of time uh listening to to audio but it's not quite the same but i do there are certain um publications where the production is so bloody good that it's actually better than the written word uh and then lastly um um but again i i've kind of life gets in the way and i've fallen by the wayside when it comes down to an awful lot of the new content despite actually having it myself and then i would say that lastly um it's a bit of a renaissance for me in that um, last year I went away on a couple of holidays and um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to read it, read a book via my Kindle. I didn't want to listen to something. So I bought a bunch of graphic novels, um, old school graphic novels and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I went away later on in the year as well, and I bought another couple of graphic novels. So there I am on the beach or at the pool or, or wherever I am, and I've got this old school kind of book that I'm bringing out that's got the printed the printed stuff. And um, I've loved it. I've absolutely loved it. And um, I'm not... I'm not... I think I'll do it again because I love the idea of, of not only having this renaissance of getting back the print, uh, you know, a, 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 a comic book or a graphic novel back into my house, but the, the enjoyment of having it in a printed form wherever I am in the world and, and digesting it that way, I'd forgotten how much I missed it. Um, and I, and I, I absolutely loved it in this case. Um, the last, the last, the last, um, time we took out um i actually bought the um the firefly um series on graphic novel so um 
uh, I, I love Firefly as a, as a TV series. It's unfortunate that the guy that created it is perhaps not as, um, not the type of guy that 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 I thought he was. Um, if if the if 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 what is said about him is true, but I think his you know I think his content is great and the spin-off graphic novels of that of that TV series is great. So I bought I bought all of the all of the um the spin-offs of the original series that were printed in uh, as a comic uh in graphic novel format and I spent 2 weeks on the beach basically rift uh, sifting through the whole thing having a thoroughly good time and it wasn't just the content itself it was the format that it was in as well. So yeah, I'm 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 old and I'm I'm going back to graphic novels but <laughs> I don't care. I will say you keep talking, you're talking a lot about like physical copies of stuff. I will say I, I do have a, there is something about the tactile nature of like a physical book, especially for me when it comes to like coffee table books. Like yeah. I have the, uh, like the, what's it called? The, the Tashin star Wars archives books. I, I absolutely love those things. They're like a, billion pages and it's got every piece of concept art like scripts storyboards photography from the sets and stuff those are i love those things i love the like any kind of like art of or like not the visual dictionaries per se but just anything where it's somebody's taken the time and like collected a bunch of behind the scenes photos any of those kind of books oh i love i love those uh then i have to have those physical like those are those are those are like sentimental in that way. Um, like I have a what is it like a behind behind the galaxy book or something? I can't remember what it is, but it's all it's a whole coffee table book like dedicated to like high resolution photography of like the models they used in Star Wars. Um, I used it a lot for reference, but it's it's just incredible. It makes you because you all seen the videos of like ILM blowing stuff up and and things like that. But it's like yeah, I want like where's the photo like the photograph of it like the high res like i want to see what it really looked like not just see it zipping across on a line and and those kind of things are those are really those are a passion of mine that i don't think i can ever get rid of but uh yeah and and they were few and far between back in the you know back when they 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 um if we're going back to star wars that they, they were there were there was a making of for pretty much all three films and then on top of that they had from from Star Wars to Jedi, which was a kind of a um, a wrap up making of that happened at the same time, and it was all very good and very curated uh, uh, for you to consume on the screen. But at the time, the making of books were very few and far between. They didn't exist. They pretty much didn't exist. And uh, I would say the, the 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 first ones that came out were were goodness me um trying to think of the first ones that came out it was the likes of um sound suite and those guys that came out with just just the 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 the, the original kind of thrown together um i, I mean bef- way before he did his 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 um oh there's a book that he did which literally is a scrapbook of everything um that he'd collected in terms of the, the the fan journey but there was stuff that he used to do for virgin media not 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 the for those people that 
no Virgin Media today, but for Virgin Publishing at the time. And he came out with he came out with some really really good compelling stuff. I've also got a, a, a paperback from the late eighties, which was basically an ex- a dictionary from A to Z on on everything Star Wars with an explanation and a very rudimentary drawing of of of, of what was you know what was being discussed. Um, but there was very, very, there was very little of that until I'd say the resurgence um, of of Star Wars content from from which started, I guess, with Air to the Empire. And then all of these companies, including Tashin, came out with, with all these really, really good things, um, st- kind of cataloging and and resurrecting what was going on in the background. A lot of awful lot of the stuff that we hadn't seen before, heck of a lot that we haven't seen before. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've got a lot of them as well. I had to, I had to temper my collecting in that area because I'd buy everything. There were things like I don't know if you remember. There was there was not only the art of books. There was also the incredible cross sections where you oh, get a, a cross. Yeah, so do I, dude. So do I. And then oh on top God. of that, there'd be from concept to screen. On top of that, pretty much for every single. So you, you could pretty much. Um, uh, uh, get three or four books for every single new media that was coming out. And then they'd go back and obviously cover the original trilogy as well. And then they kind of f- messed around with the, with the format a little bit when it got to solo. I don't know if you noticed this, but they, but they, yeah. they got to solo and then they messed around with it. And that gave me the opportunity to jump off. And I jumped off at that point because, because my, literally my shelves could not, could not carry any more weight and so i've been a lot more selective in that kind of stuff ever since then but i have to say the quality of some of the books to this day are phenomenal and amazingly good value uh for what you get so yeah those kind of reference stuff i've still got oh dude sorry i know we're going on a little bit and i I will shut up I, i promise you i've got the um one of the things that got me into these kind of reference books was um there was a tabletop game, um, and I'm trying to remember the, man- the, the, the 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 maker of this, but it was the Star Wars the role playing game, and I'm talking about mm-hmm. the tabletop, you know, the the, the, the dice game, and like the Imperial Assault kind of game. Like, the Imperial, are you what, Imperial Assault, Imperial Assault, or one of the others, like the no 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 uh, no 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 this the, no these aren't with miniatures, these aren't with miniatures, these these are literally a the uh, RPGs way before these are the rpgs so it was it was the it was the imperial it was the star wars source book and all mm. for, for these for these old west end games that were way before way way before the miniature games came out mm-hmm. which were a lot more comprehensive and quite frankly more fun but the reference books that came with them are phenomenal and that was all we had way before you know after in the drought that was the gap between um the end of Return of the Jedi and the, and the beginning of, of the Phantom Menace. All we have were these reference books for this for this RPG, um, and I'm I don't know enough about the RPG because I never played it. I was more interested in the content of these books, which would go into the backstory <laughs> of of Wedge Antilles, go back into the backstory of 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 Lobaka, would go into the backstory of all of these bizarre you know, secondary and tertiary characters that we didn't know about that would be, if you like, part of this game. But I wasn't bothered about the game. It was all about the the content. Uh, and it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, 
one day I'll I'll we should do spend an episode on it because it's really good stuff. Anyway, sorry, I've I, I went off at tangent again and You don't have to apologize. Again. I love like I said, I love I love hearing it. The tangents the tangents are why I do this. Uh <laughs> I do I do have to ask. I mean, since you have quite an extensive it doesn't even have to be from your collection, but what do you what would you say are I don't even know if it's recommendations, like what are your what are your books that like your top books, they don't have to be like the best of all time, but like what are the books that like live in your head rent-free or like a recommendations or your favorites to go back to, or just like, what are, what are some of those, the highlight books from your, I don't know, in your memory. Doesn't even have to be Star Wars. Doesn't have to be sci-fi. It could be anything. Um, On the spot. No, no, it's fine. Um, my favorite book of all time that I read after the film, you know, um, is, is, is Louis uh, Paul Theroux, the Mosquito Coast. Um, being an impressionable young man that loves Star Wars, I watched uh, the Mosquito Coast with Harrison Ford, which is a great film. It's a really, really great film. And it, it, it kind of, Harrison Ford's Harrison Ford and he's a little he's a character actor in that he plays Harrison Ford um you know you know what you're getting when 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 Harrison Ford's in the film and that's the one film that and I was going to say regarding Henry but even then I think this is better um that is the film that 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 really made me think oh he's actually a pretty good actor as well as a great action hero you know a movie star a movie star um so uh it made it it, it, it it impelled me to 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 read the book as well and i'd say that one of the i'm not saying it's the best book i've ever read but the one i've gone back to more than often uh more often than not is is the mosquito coast um by paul through uh it's a really good story um and it's actually despite how i feel about the film and how, how i feel about harrison ford's performance it's significantly better than the film um, and goes into a lot more about the guy's mind and 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 and, and where he was coming from. Um, in terms of um, not uh, in terms of fantasy book or science fiction book, um, Clive Barker, and I think it's what's the word I'm thinking of? It, is it Clive Barker in Magica? Oh, sorry, I. I, I let me let me let me do something else because I can't I can't remember the book I'm talking about. Um, but no, sorry. Um, uh, in terms of uh, other books, sorry. In terms of fantasy, um, I've always been a, a, a fan of Frank Herbert and June, uh, or June Dune. Sorry, um, G- uh, Frank Herbert's June um, is uh, for me um, was big boy sci-fi. So when I came away from Star Wars and reading Star Wars and I, I read I read Dune, it kind of like it, it changed everything for me a little bit. Uh, and I still haven't finished the whole lot, believe it or not, because, of course, his son carried on, carried on after 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 Frank Herbert died. Um, uh, he's carried on with with his own stories and, and anthologies from that. And I still haven't finished any of those, but I, but I will do one day, I promise. Um, and then when it comes down to a comic book, book series uh watchman will always be 
Watchmen for me landed at the right time at the right place. And I know that I know that a lot of folk don't necessarily think the movie is that great. And I'm okay if they don't think it's that great because it's not it doesn't have the same vibe or immediacy as 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 when Watchmen for me at my age at the time landed. And I would say there were two publications in Comic Book World that landed for me at the right time at the age I was at and the way I felt about myself, the way I felt about my partner at the time, the way I felt about life in general. There are two comic books that landed for me exactly at the right time that made me really, really, um, really represented who I was at the time and the way I was thinking. The first is Watchmen and the second is Akira. Uh, And Akira... uh, landed with me in a way that it blew my friggin head off. Um, and if you ask me to this day, what would be the most amazing book to or comic book to film translation that you would love to see? Uh, it would be Akira, but my God, the risk of getting it wrong is so large. I almost, don't want it to happen does that make sense no it makes perfect sense that makes sense it's like you don't want the you don't want the source material to be like you don't want to bring everybody else into it and have it potentially be ruined and yeah take something away like that let that let that time capsule be be what it is yeah cool so let me ask the same question what what about yourself What, what what's you know what is i've spoken a lot and i i promise i wouldn't do this this week what about yourself what about yourself What's influenced have, you? So there's a handful. There's a handful. So I'll start with the the easy low hanging fruit. The uh, my favorite my favorite Star Wars book is Lost Stars. It's young adult. It's it's a it's an easy read uh, by Claudia Gray. I love it. Like that's I I've I've read a, a, a feels like a billion Star Wars books, but none of them I felt like had the the depth and the character that lost stars had. Um, and I'm not even a person who loves like that star cross lovers kind of vibe, but it was just, it was so, I mean, it was, it was a, it was a moment in time kind of thing. It was the lead up to force awakens, getting excited again, a different quality of writing. Like, I mean, I grew up on like the glove of Darth Vader and stuff like that. So having stuff like, I know there's a lot of criticisms of aftermath, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a young adult reading level anyway. So like, I loved the aftermath books. I loved lost stars. Uh, those were, those, those hit pretty hard for me. Um, a, uh, if I had to pick a recent, a recent book that like a recent release ish within the last whatever years, that's non sun star Wars, I would say, say nothing, uh, by Patrick Radden Keefe. It's, uh, that book is, fantastic um it's about kind of like the 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 irish the the, the troubles and the things in ireland and it's yeah. kind of ba- it's, it's it's based off the those stories fantastic book loved it um if i had to pick a book that was another right per, right time but older i would say cannery row by john steinbeck that's uh i don't dive deep into the 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 older literature my yeah my uh, attention span doesn't hang with it, but man, that, that book hit hard. Uh, it was perfect. It was like right when I was moving out to California, um, to like the San Francisco area. So 
Cannery Row, Monterey, all that stuff wasn't isn't too far from that. And it was just like the right time, and it was perfect. I love I love that book. And I have I have a physical copy of that book that, like, I've written notes in of like how I felt, like how different parts of it made me feel. And like that's not something that I do, uh, but it it just it it hit that hard. Um, and I would probably say the most the book that probably it's not like it was it's it doesn't affect my day to day, but it was a book that. I read and wasn't able to put down and had more effect on me than I think any book ever has. Um, and I'm surprised I finished it because of, because of how big it was as a, as a book called um, and the band played on it's, it came out in like the, the mid to late eighties, I believe. And it's kind of a, a, a docu a, a documentation or like a retelling of kind of how the, the, the global AIDS epidemic took over and kind of where it started and where it went and like it it just just that peak in it because we like as being somebody who's who didn't live through a lot of it and i was yeah. I was born later like just you kind of have windows in, into what it was like and then seeing reading this book that kind of covered a lot of it really in depth was eye-opening and kind of shocking to kind of the world that we live in at times and I, I, i've always said like i'm interested to see you read that book that comes out like through the pan that covers like the pandemic, like the COVID epidemic, COVID pandemic and stuff like that. Um, because it was just, it, it was so, it, it grabbed me and, and, and held me for so long. And like, I've, I've, I've recommended it to others and it kind of sucked them into. So it's, it's, it's one of those books that's captivating in that way. Um, not necessarily a cheery story by any means, but it's, you need you need that reality every once in a while, but those are probably my Absolutely. my four big my four big big ones um, that I can think of at the top of my head that I kind of carry in my back pocket at all, all times. Um, but yeah, what about they, the what about the what about the the comic world? I mean, you 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 have a library of content, digital content in the drawn in the drawn narrative what 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 what's you what, what's what's really rocked your world in the comic world if anything i i i think similar to some of your answers i think some of the graphic novels some of the bigger classic graphic novels because i feel like are, are the ones that i would i would gravitate towards because i feel like they they have more of that meat that i'm that that depth that i'm looking for in a story where I want I want the 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 details really kind of drug out like the like I I've read the 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 Watchmen graphic novels and and those are incredible I can only imagine what it was like reading them when like at that time like when they came out and which they are I don't want to say they're of a time but I can imagine they were more impactful when they were when they were released. Um, in terms of the comics that I've read in recent years, um, I I've always really liked some of the shorter story. Like I'm not a big fan of like the longer running comics because yeah. I feel like that's where th things just get squirrely and get weird. Um, it's like oh we we now we got to fill a content we got to fill a, a, a an issue like let's let's introduce an octopus person and just have it just be completely ridiculous. Like it's not it just feels like it's content for the sake of content. So like the short stories are the ones that I've always, or what the one shots I've always thought were really interesting. Like, uh, like I don't like C3PO, but I like the one where he, you learn how he gets his red arm. Um, 
I like the the short Lando series and things like that. Um, I think I think that's Chris Hall's favorite as well. I, I believe so, and I like. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he likes receiving gifts that are representative of C3PO with, with the red arm specifically. But yeah, I could without be wrong. a doubt. No, without a doubt. Yeah. I, 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 I keep my eye actually, out for it. There's actually a reason why I was asking because I, I know that you 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 quite rightly uh, um, talked about aftermath and lost stars as being some of your favorites because for me i i agree i mean aftermath in itself was the first you know this is the first new new canon we have from really really branching out and the way that they dealt with the, the way that chuck dealt with the content and the and the diversity within within new star wars i thought was phenomenal it annoyed a lot of a lot of people of course which actually made it even more compelling for me to 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 to, to love it but also uh, lost stars i think is actually um one of the best stories that's ever been written in all star wars on the on the screen on the page and 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 in animation um i think it's fantastic if you ever got the opportunity and i don't know if you already have um there is a three part manga version of lost stars and it is phenomenal oh uh, you've got it you're talking you've about these it. okay these right here yeah yeah i'm talking about that yeah they might be the these? same yeah they, are these them yeah it's such a nice it's such a really really tidy representation in that they abridge the whole story but they keep yeah. the whole content of it together and then of course you've got this amazing art on top of it and it just it, honestly it for me that is we talked to we talked you know whether it was last week or the week before, we talked to the idea about a multimedia experience. And for me, Lost Stars is that for me in the new in the new Star Wars uh, realm. And I still think to this day, it's one of the best ships in, in Star Wars across the entire, entire 40, 45 years that we've, that we've had. I think it's a wonderful story. And I love the whole kind of back to the future-esque kind of, what went on in the background while this stuff was going on kind of kind of um rationale behind it i, I love i love that story but it's when they the, it the manga, side stories it's awesome. oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's the side it's the side story stuff that we always talk about with like the content that we want yeah like, not everything has to be uh i enjoy the skywalker stories but not everything has to be them it can it's okay to be a side story that's like tangential but like it doesn't have a direct tie-in, but it's it's close. It's the people in yeah. the ships over there, and I, I thought it played that played that card really well. Of like, hey, they were there, but they didn't pick up the lightsaber and hand it to Luke Skywalker, kind of thing. And it, um, and it and it was subtle as well. It wasn't a case of hey, we're in the background waving. It was a case yeah. of they're fighting the same, or they're they're, they're in the they're in the 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 wrong place at the right time, fighting the same battles and kind of the hero's journey in the sorry the hero's story in the background is almost inconsequential as to what these people are going through their their story is the main focus of the story and not it's a it's an aside to the to, to the main star wars story that we know today no I, lo I loved it i thought it was really really well done really really well done and like i said because i love manga anyway or a bit of manga anyway the artwork uh, in conveying that story is brilliant, especially if you're not into reading. If you're not into reading and you, and you don't mind looking at a, a bunch of really, really great art, I really employ everyone to to buy the, 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 the three-part manga series.
Good stuff. Is that about a uh, cover for us this week, buddy? Do you think we should? We think we should cut it there. I think we're well over what we promised ourselves, but it's been a good conversation. It's been a really good it conversation. Has. It's been good stuff. And on that note. I'm Sean. This is Andy. You can find us. If you're interested in finding us anywhere, just go to our website at justshillin.com. Uh, leave a voicemail. Send us an email or a voicemail. There's links to it on the website. Uh, we'd love to answer your questions. You know, uh, Leave us a review if you want. That's, that'd be cool too. That's all I got. Do you have anything else you want to add? Just stay happy, guys, and look after your loved ones. Take care. Till next time. Bye.